We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Football Podcasts are presented by Yahoo Sports Daily Fantasy. Be sure to check out Yahoo this Sunday for another million dollar baller contest for week 17. This is a $20 entry, 10 entry max tournament, and once again, Yahoo is guaranteeing a quarter million in overlay for this contest. It's the best value in all of DFS, so be sure to check them out this Sunday and use promo code GRINDERS30 for a $30 matching bonus on that first deposit. If you are playing DFS this week 17, give them a look. That's Yahoo Sports Daily Fantasy. Yeah. And we're live. Welcome to the RG DFS Tournament Takes Podcast. This is our final edition, week 17. We're finally here. Thank the Lord. Um, I really didn't even want to do this one tonight, but I am your host, Chris Kirkwood, <laughs> also Kirk Keys. I am here with my boys, Brett Hartfield, Killer B2482, and John Sarabian, JSU Rab, the millionaire, entrepreneur, CrossFit owner, Zumba class instructor. Uh, multi-millionaire so we're back for week 17 and uh how's everybody doing good man uh is this is this the last last time we're getting together are we doing any playoff shows i, I didn't even look at the schedule but i have no assuming idea. this is the last hurrah. i have no idea uh i'm going with an assumed no yeah either way it's been a been a fun time doing this show uh we never know when we're gonna actually do the show each night because we usually agree on a set time and then it's like usually a good half hour hour later because chris is tilting well, over NBA. well listen i don't commit to whether it's central time or eastern time <laughs> but it gives me an hour to hour leeway he doesn't live in time zones that's uh, that's yeah that's why hard. restrict yourself to time zones <laughs> right well yeah you can get chris on a text message thread you know and then like 20 minutes later you can't find him for a half an hour it's yeah, like always, oh, well, always chris is chosen nba yeah. Always when the show is supposed to start, he just goes. Always when we're sitting by the computer waiting. <laughs> Incognito. Well, I'm pissed off, man. I, I Yahoo action has been great. You know, extreme, extreme action going down there tonight. And uh, so I got a big night riding. And I made a – so first off, I chose Knox over Vonley, even though I went Vonley over Knox on Christmas Day. Tried to switch it up a little bit. And uh, – that was a big, big no-no. And then uh, I chose Rubio. How big of a no-no was that? What, what was the point differential there? 15, 17 points, 16, 17 points. Yeah, that's good. Um, and, uh, and then I chose Mr. Man Bun himself, Ricky Rubio, over uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, which was just stupidity when I had four Lakers in my lineup and I had, like, perfect correlation with uh, the Kings. Um and I loved that game in general, but so I'm, I'm upset. And so I'm, I got two games I'm watching right now and I really don't care about football as of this right second, but I'm going to be a team player and I'm going to do the podcast. So we're going to talk week 17. All right. Um, first of all, let's, how did we guys do in week uh, 16? Uh, it's a mixed bag for me. Like I came out uh, on the plus side, but I lost a lot of future equity. Uh, I got, got knocked down in the Yahoo Cup. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to put our brains together. And we're going to have to – the three of us are going to have to make sure that you have, like, the nut lineup. So that. I was in first place for four weeks. Um, and then, yeah, had, like, a bottom 10% lineup on Yahoo. So now 
in fifth place uh, by 35 points away uh, from first. So I went up from being up by nine to being down 35. So that's how quickly it can turn for you. Ricky Rubio sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my week was uh, not that great. I, I went into it after the 1 o'clock games, and I was, I was looking, looking pretty good because I had a lot of exposure to um, uh, Green Bay and the Jets, and I had a, a lot of exposure to Philly. Um, I had Watson and Bowles as my, two of my favorite quarterbacks. So I was good going from the one to the four and then the four o'clock games came and just all my players just, I don't know. They just, they didn't perform well. So it just ended up being a bad day for me. Once again, the late night hammer. Um, I'm going to uh, pat myself on the back for Yahoo. I, uh, I ended up having a good week. Um, and it was pretty volatile right till the end game. So I kind of had a lot of exposure to that last Sunday night game. Um, and uh, I uh, I went Carson everywhere, Chris Carson, um, and yeah, that's right. and then uh, and a little Doug Baldwin, and uh, so it was just beautiful in the fourth quarter when there was like a long pass to Baldwin down at the half yard line, um, and I was like, yeah, please don't get it, and, and please put in Carson, please put in Carson. You know, they put in Carson, and then he he barrels it in, and uh, that was a huge huge. Uh, turn of events for me and I was trying to explain to my dad what was happening here like he's like <laughs> so you went from up 10,000 to to even to back up to 12,000 like I was trying to explain the least oh man things in a, in a, I don't know anyways um yeah so that made for a happy holiday um but uh NBA I broke even on the NBA slate and then I went to a, a casino that just opened up in my hometown uh, of basically Springfield, Mass, uh, right next to my hometown, and uh, blasted some money away playing blackjack. But uh, other than that, uh, a good holiday. So, At least it was blackjack. Like uh, like the people that play like craps and whatnot. I mean, geez, you can you can really dust off. Uh, uh, I was looking for the baccarat table. They said oh. on the on the on the on the website that they had baccarat. I, could, I didn't find one baccarat table in there the whole place. Was it nice? I, I, I thought it sucked. It's small. It's small. It's uh. It's weird. It doesn't see this. It's like it's crammed. Everything's crammed, and it doesn't like yeah. it. So like basically, well, it's MGM, and you you can tell that Springfield made them like not get exorbitant with anything. Like they had to like use old buildings that were like still you know refurbished, but like still like maintained the integrity of the buildings like themselves or whatever. You could just tell like it was all. I don't know. It wasn't wasn't what you're tip, used to with uh, like some of these casinos. So, um, I mean, it's fine. It's just, I don't know. I, I'm excited for one that opens up in Boston. It'll be the win. That'll be much better. It's not even called win anymore, right? It's, no, it should um, be. This company, is it even called win? Yeah, I yeah, think it is. There's still win properties in Vegas. Um, I think Steve's still alive these days. So, yeah. Yeah, but the uh, he's got booted for sexual uh, harassment. Really? Yeah, he got he's like got, he, had, he had to like step down. He's got he's got um some type of physical ailment where he can't control his his like uh, body movements. This is true. Um, he was he was showing like one of the uh, high rollers like a like a super expensive painting. It was like a five million dollar Monet or something. And when he was showing the painting, he put his hand right through the painting. Uh, so, uh, there, there went, went all that money. I think, I think he had to pay like almost a million to get it like, uh, redone. All right. Before we, before we crack into these games, let's give a big shout out to our favorite podcast listener. Yeah. Big E, big easy E the bears dude, the guy who was all over us for talking about the bears, but, uh, he's right. Defense matters. Um, Bears should be uh, getting ready for the playoffs. So he had a, a nice little NBA score. So shout out to him. Just want to do uh, – he only uses Rotor Grinders um, for all of his contest, I mean, uh, content and uh, help building lineups. So uh, shout out to him. Good job, buddy. Keep it going, and I uh, hope you win some more. Um, all right. How many games we got? We got 15? 15. 15. Jesus. 30 teams to research this week on the Disgusting. Ugh. 
And uh, like nobody's, we don't even know who's going to be playing, not playing, usage, whatever. We're trying to guess all this stuff. What do we got? The highest total game here we got is uh, a com- the fal- completely meaningless game, Falcons at the Bucks, uh, 15 and a half point total. There's rumors that Jameis is not even going to play or play much in this game. Um, the, I've heard that it looks like that uh, Matt Ryan and uh, Julio speculate, everyone's speculating that they're going to, you know, everybody's going to be playing, but um, we may see uh, Hall over Tevin Coleman in this one. Um, a lot more, but uh, that one will be interesting. Um, then we got uh, Bengals at the Steelers, 45-and-a-half point total. Um, that game means something for the Steelers. And uh, San Fran 49ers at the Rams, 49-point total. Um, meaningful game for the Rams, but there's some things that, you know, it, if uh, depending what – who are they going to be watching? Do you guys remember? There's somebody uh, – that- The Rams? Yeah. I think the Rams, uh, all they need is to win. They control their own destiny. Yeah, but what not there another game that, like, so, like, at halftime they may even, like, pull players? I don't know. I don't have a Well, so a Rams – so if they were to lose uh, and the Bears win, then the Bears become a two. Uh, the Bears play at Minnesota. But there's yeah, so no... what if the Bears lose? Correct, but they're going at the same time. So it's going to be something that – I don't think they're going to be really worried probably until the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, sure. so if, if the Bears lose, they, they, um, they're automatically get a bye. So yeah, they'd be the two seed. Yeah, so if the, the seed automatically. if the Bears D is a fraud like Big Easy E doesn't think, then uh, and they're down uh, 28 to nothing. Well, that's something too because Minnesota, they started out as three-point favorites and now they're up to six-point favorites. So that game has really moved uh, into the Vikings. And the Vikings need to win that game too to get in. So um, if, if they were to lose and the Eagles win, then the Eagles are the sixth seed. So. Um, and from there – We've got. Did you mention the Oakland at KC game? That's no, the highest. That's the best for last. That's the best for last. Oh, okay. All right. I'm gonna sneak that one in the, the last here. Um, from there, we've got. Uh, well, we've got uh, Aaron Rodgers and uh, Adams playing for some records potentially. Um, that's about it. And uh, Jamal Williams looked much better than I've ever remembered Jamal Williams looking in my entire life. Uh, when, when I that faded him last week. Um, uh, and then, yeah, so I'll just cap it off here. I mean, then the, the Browns are trying to play a uh, spoiler, uh, against the Ravens. Dude, that's the one game that I want. I want the Browns to win that game so bad. I mean, uh, Mayfield, that was pretty fun with him, uh, eyeballing, uh, Hugh. Yeah. I like yeah. how, I like how I like- he addressed that too afterwards. Like, yeah. what did he do wrong? Like what, what, why were people giving him such crap? Like, I, I don't understand it. Like he did nothing wrong. This is, I would have flicked him off, grabbed my nuts. Right. You know, like, like he's a competitive dude. <laughs> and his, his coach is now on the opposing team. Of course he wants to show him up. Right? I would have yeah. said, I would have said, suck it. That's what I would have said. Yeah. And uh, Baker, like, Baker was like, he didn't even get a shot until what, what week was it? Week four. And it had to come because of an injury on Monday night football. So, Hell yeah! Like he deserves it. And then the uh, the game that um, is meaningful for the Chiefs, we'll see uh, how Oakland plays in this one. For some reason, Oakland plays the Chiefs pretty well, um, but we got a fifty-two and a half point total with a game that means a lot for the Chiefs. But this one could be over at halftime theoretically. Thirteen and a half point total. I mean, uh, favorites are the Chiefs against the Raiders with a fifty-two and a half point total. Uh, sorry about that. Um, so that's kind of the uh, the big one. So, and then I mean, I, I wrote down some plays I like, but how how are you guys thinking about attacking this slate in general? For me, it's again like uh, the first thing that I did was just research uh, motivation for each team. Um, I think the only team that I'm avoiding uh, in the uh, AFC would be the Chargers. Um, they would have to win, and the Chiefs would have to lose uh, f- for them to be the number one seed or else they're locked into the five. Um, and I just expect uh, the Chiefs versus Raiders to be kind of out of hand. And then maybe the Chargers pull some of their starters in the second half. So I don't know if you're going to get full usage out of like guys like Keenan Allen that you would normally w- would want to play in this situation. Um, 
And then when it comes to uh, the NFC, the Saints are locked in, uh, number one. Uh, the Cowboys are locked in at number four. Um, Bears, Bears possibly, uh, you'd have to question the usage there, uh, second half uh, in Minnesota. And obviously, Minnesota's a pretty tough defense there, so I, I'm not going to be in total love with that. The Seahawks are kind of locked in at five or six. So question as to whether or not they even care if they're the five or six seed. And then um, uh, both the Vikings and Eagles will be going all out there. Every other team has something to play for. So um, now that we got that out of the way, I guess we can, you know, <laughs> probably talk uh, micro and talk about the plays. I mean, JSU, are you going heavy this week or not? Or are you uh, – uh, You know, in a 15-game slate, it's like – I d- I'm probably not going to go as heavy as I usually play, but I'm, I'm still going to play because it's week 17. Like, uh, you only – this is it pretty much. You know, after this we get playoffs, but, you know, this is the last week to go. I, I will say, though, that it does it, – it, it's going to make it easier as the week goes on to, like, just kind of X out players, plays, uh, games itself. So – in reality, even though it's a 15-game slate, you know, it might turn into there only being, like, eight teams that you really like and kind of target, you know, so. You guys want to hear one of my all-time bad beats? Uh, week 17's always been my favorite week. Like, I've always done really well. Um, the year right before the Millionaire Maker started up, uh, I had, like, the top lineup on FanDuel in Week 17. And normally I'm just a one-lineup guy, so – Basically, every single click that I had took it down, but this was pre-Millionaire Maker uh, for FanDuel or pre-whatever their biggest tournament that they ever run. But, uh, yeah, I want to say that was like 2013 or 2014, one of the two. But uh, I love Week 17s because I feel like there's a lot more news-related stuff that other people don't look into as much. So There's just so much – there's just so many games. There's so many teams. Like right. it's, it's hard. You know what I mean? It takes a lot of time to, to research, you know, every single game and all these, you know, players and teams. So I, I think know, some, I think some teams you can kind of almost just throw away. Right. And some games yeah. potentially just throw away. So, yeah. I'll tell you one guy I'm playing this week. Sure. Shout out to my boy, Killer Keith Kirkwood, uh, who's going to be signing my Keith Kirkwood jersey that my girl got for me for Christmas, which was just a great Amazing. Uh, present. And then uh, Holden Kushner, shout out to him. Yeah, that was she must listen sweet. to the pod. Does she listen to the pod? She must listen to the pod. She doesn't listen. She listens to me do the pod when she's trying to sleep. <laughs> she gets mad and gets that I'm, says I'm too loud and um, – that, that kind of thing, but uh, or I sound yeah, like an idiot tell, or tell something. Fans. Tell the fans you got Kirkwood to uh, yeah. So uh, Holden tweeted at him, you know, sign this. Can you? How about he's your biggest fan? How about you sign this this jersey? Because I had uh, tweeted a picture of the jersey and saying how it was the best gift ever, and uh, he uh, he tweeted back that let's make it happen. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do from here. If I'm supposed to slide into the DMs or something, but like. <laughs> Send him a dick pic. I don't know. <laughs> this, this is starting to get kind of creepy. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, like, I don't think a lot of people realize that your last name is Kirkwood. And like, I think a lot of people actually think that you're just truly a fan of this guy for no reason. Yeah, I know. I don't want to blow it now. So I want to be like, I'm, I'm, I'm Chris. No, Smith. he is a true fan of this guy. What are you talking about? I know. About? I am. I am a true fan of this guy. He He's is my true fan. That's true. Like, yeah, I can show lineups. I cor- has nothing to do with the correlation of the last name, does it? Zero. Yeah. I mean, it's sure, but That's it doesn't matter. That's how it started, maybe, but now it's – now they're together. I appreciate the game, man. I mean, this guy brings it, and that's all that matters. Good. I appreciate that. Um, yes, yeah, so uh, should we talk about plays or should we just end the pod? <laughs> <laughs> all right, give me your uh, – all right, quarterback. So – I'm rough. Obviously, people are just going to go to uh, gravitate towards the Mahomes in a game that is meaningful for them. Um, so I expect him to get a decent amount of ownership. I expect Ben Roethlisberger in a in a in a game they have to win um, to get. Uh, they need some help too, but to get uh, to get some ownership, um, people are going to probably go back to Nick Foles. Wouldn't you say? Because yeah. that's a meaningful game, and he, you know, broke the slate. 
last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope yeah. I mean, people are probably going to a few clicks on uh, dusty old washed Tom Brady. Yeah, no doubt. People will go there, and I think it's a bad play for sure. So it's going to be Sony Michelle every single time in this game. I will say, though, the, the one guy I do like is Julian Edelman. Oh, I thought you were going to say Gronk, and I was going to say. Yeah, Edelman's definitely safe in this game. Edel- Edelman slot receivers do have done really well in the past against the Jets this year. Um, so I, I, I think that Edelman's the one guy – um, on that offensive side of the ball that I would, I would take. I think, I think I'm going to be paying up a lot, uh, at the QB position, uh, go with Patrick Mahomes. Um, and then Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, even Roethlisberger, uh, I think is in play, but Mahomes, man. I mean, this is a spot where I just, I don't, I don't really trust the Casey <clears throat> rushing, um, abilities of the Damian Williams Spencer Ware as much. Uh, so yeah, I, I just, I kind of want to get more exposure here to the passing game and I don't know how, uh, how popular Tyreek Hill will be. I mean, he's had some really bad games, but I mean, there's nobody with a higher ceiling than Tyreek. So, uh, definitely want to get some exposure to Tyreek too. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I guess for quarterbacks, Jared Goff, someone I'm looking at. Um, another guy, I mean, obviously Pat Mahomes. I'm going to look at Derek Carr at 5,100, um, trying to pay down. Uh, so that that'd be a spot where I would look to pay down. Derek Carr had a pretty good game against KC last outing. They played, I think, 24 draftings points. So I do like that. What about um, your boy Nick Mullins? Yeah. All the way down at 4,700. Yeah, you know, Nick Mullins, he, he's not a bad play. I, I don't mind Nick Mullins. What One play, I, I'm curious. So, all right, you guys are going to laugh. I, I I don't know if I'm doing this, but. Kyle is, Allen. No, is Blake, is Blake Bortles yeah. that crazy? Yeah, no, not at all. Blake Bortles I, is a good play this week. I really think that the only way that – that team is going to move the ball is through the air if Bortles can be successful. Now, I mean, he's been sitting on the bench for the last, you know, however many weeks. So who knows, but hopefully, you know, he can come out pissed off and you saw what Nick Foles did to this team through the air. I mean, really Philadelphia really couldn't get much on the ground at all. And all they were doing was just throwing, throwing, throwing against this uh, Texans team. So Blake Bortles, uh, I know they don't have like a great tight end, which is usually O'Shaughnessy. Oh yeah, James O'Shaughnessy. I mean, honestly, I think he's uh, any tight end that's getting you know seventy five percent or more of the snaps against this Texans team is probably in play. What do snaps uh, pay again on DK? <laughs> yes. Hey, at least it was JSU that brought it up this time. Yeah. Well, whatever. I'm just saying because he's cheap, so it's like I, I get playing him, but. I don't know. I think that Blake Bortles, you could just play him, you know, naked. But yeah, Bortles this, to Didi. Bortles yeah, this is Didi. also obviously a game that doesn't matter for them, and I would expect them to sit down Leonard Fournette. I mean, um, they're already kind of trying to utilize different running backs two weeks ago. So uh, right. it's to see Fournette get shut down, and then I'd be all about uh, Bortles uh, here for sure. I like uh, I like Matt Ryan, like you said, too. Um, I mean, we know you know this Panthers Saints game is going to break the slate. We've we got know that? Kyle Allen at QB, and uh, Kyle Allen, after doing a little research today, was a big time high school recruit. I think he was like the number one recruit out of high school, and has never quite lived up to uh, any potential. But there's some pedigree there, um, and. You gotta like. Wait, are we talking about the Falcons? Or are we talking about Panthers? Panthers Saints game. Panthers Saints. Oh, okay. I thought you said something about the Falcons. Oh no, uh, I said I do like Go that. Go on with your Kyle Allen take. Yeah, my bad. My There's bad. pedigree there. There's pedigree there, and uh, the Saints have nothing to play for either, and they're going to be resting guys, even though they haven't said that for sure. Um, so uh, we're going to see like Dwayne Washington at running back for the Saints. And uh, 
hopefully a lot of Traquan and Keith Kirkwood. Yeah. I mean, seriously, like all their positional guys are like <laughs> min value across the board. It's ridiculous. Uh, in a game in New Orleans, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely interesting to gamble. And then you have New Orleans that should be Yeah, catching. good job. Good job. Not invest. <laughs> Not invest. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then we have, yeah, New Orleans who should be playing all their backups too. So uh, classic throwaway game right here. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if I feel too confident in any of the plays yet. So. Um, what are we doing? What if you, I mean, we got we want to root for the Browns. It's yeah, a tough matchup for sure. Yeah, we want to root for the Browns. Are, the defenses are so damn good in that game. Yeah, uh, on both sides of the ball, it's probably a total fade for me. Yeah, I don't think I'm going anywhere near that game. Especially when we have fifteen other or fifteen games on the slate. And um, right, you got fourteen other games. So Cowboys have nothing to play for. The Giants are. Everybody says that it seems like they're going to be playing everybody. So are we, you know, what do we think about uh, Saquon at running back? I think, I think he's going to be the most popular running back for sure. Uh, there's just a lot of value um, on this slate. I mean, you have uh, teams that don't have much to play for. Then you have mispriced guys because of injuries. You have mispriced guys because of uh, starters not playing. So yeah, I think, I think, Anybody that pays up was going to pay up to Saquon. Uh, that line has really moved um, to the Giants' favor. I'm just going to look at it right now. It's now at – yeah, it's now at six. Uh, uh, Dallas is favored – I'm sorry, Giants are favored by six. So um, good spot for the Giants for sure uh, in a spot where they probably just want to highlight Saquon one more time before the end of the year. I would expect Odell uh, to be uh, not playing week 17. And then Evan Engram is also another great play, uh, even at his price tag at 5,300. I don't think they've moved it up anywhere. Sterling Shepard. Yeah, he's also questionable. I don't know exactly what his injury is. Um, but, yeah, uh, I would have definitely uh, some interest uh, there too. All right, so that moves us over to running back. Uh, Royce Freeman is – you know, Philip Lindsay's not going to be playing. Um, Royce Freeman seems like, you know, we were waiting for this guy. We ever, he was the hot back to own for Denver for fantasy. Um, pre, you know, coming That's into the season, you know, when we were all drafting our fantasy teams, everybody was super, super high on Royce Freeman. Um, Lindsay ended up becoming the guy, but this is his, this is his, you know, it's just going to be him and Booker in the backfield. Um, so this is kind of his moment to shine. It's a tough matchup against the Chargers. Um, 3,500 though, uh, with a quarterback who can't, can't do much. Yeah. I I still haven't made up my mind on him yet. I feel like this game, they're going to be playing from behind. Mm -hmm. So I think, uh, Booker might see, I mean, Booker's going to see some snaps. He's the passing down back. Rice cream won't get most of the first and second down workload. And then, you know, Booker will get, you know, third down and the passing down and stuff. But that's that's how you attack uh, the Chargers' defense too. Is their um, running backs out of the backfield that can catch the ball uh, have been producing quite a bit versus uh, right. So they're 22, 22nd uh, DVOA versus uh, pass catching running backs, um, whereas they're pretty stout versus the run. Right. So, I mean, I, th- I think it's like two sides. If you think Denver's going to be playing from a lead, then you probably like Freeman a little bit more. If you think Denver's going to be trailing, which is what I think for a lot of the game, then Booker might have a, a better game script. Yeah, and this is a, a, a spot where the Chargers may play strong. I mean, they should be coming out, you know, guns a-blazing in the first half. But then if the Chiefs are uh, – the Chiefs uh, and the Chargers are both playing at 425 Eastern. So if the Chiefs now have like a two-touchdown, three-touchdown lead in the second half – you might see the Chargers start putting in their backups just uh, for fear of injury. Uh, a couple other guys. Uh, Damian Williams should be popular. Um, he's just looked very good with uh, on KC. Um, do we have any injury news? Is uh, where Spencer Ware looks to be practicing fully, so he should be back this week. Okay, so there goes Damian Williams. Yep. Yeah. yeah I don't have any love there. 
Um, if where um, isn't ready to go, uh, Damian would be the guy. Um, James Conner is going to be back though, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and um, he's probably just going to step right back into being the main guy, don't you think? Even though Samuel's um, looked so good. I mean, listen, if he is, I think he's the number one back on the slate, especially with the price at 7500 um, This matchup is a great matchup for him. Even if he was just getting like 70% and not his usual like 85 to 90, I'd still like him a lot. So I think yeah. I think him. Yeah, go back. Oh, I was gonna say that might be one of the biggest like news to research this week. Uh, Steelers have always been just a one running back team. You know, they never really shared that backfield. So if Connor's ready to go and he gets full full workload, you're right at seventy five hundred. Uh, he's a phenomenal player. Well, I think too people are gonna be a little worried or cautious with that because a they saw everyone saw how good Samuels played. So they might be worried Samuels might take take over sometime even when Connor comes back. But like you said, Pittsburgh's never really done the whole like, you know, fifty fifty split type thing. That's not like the team they are. What are they doing? Giving Ridley a meaningful running back carry where they just tried to throw the game away with you know where he just fumbled again like why do they why do they insist on ever giving Ridley the ball made no sense I don't know what well, one other play though I love is Chris Carson right right around that same he's 6500 um, well, I've got a different take you you do go yeah. for it I think that they kind of rest Chris Carson up a little bit and get uh Rashard Penny going Oh, that's interesting. You know how they have the, their three back tandem or whatever with Mike uh, Davis. Davis. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, let me pull up the situation. So they're either going to be the NFC's number five or six. Or six. Yep. So it really doesn't mean much. Mm-hmm. Um, if, they, if the Seahawks win, they'll be the number five seed. If they lose and the Vikings win, they'll be the number six seed. Um, so that's basically the difference between playing at Dallas um, or at Dallas or at Chicago or at Chicago. All right. So you're right. I could see that then. I, 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 so maybe I don't have as much love for him because I could see exactly what you're saying when they try and get Penny a bunch of snaps and give Carson, they rest this guy a lot anyways, as it is. So, cause he's kind of injury prone. So. I yeah, guess I, I, I do have a like stay away sign for most uh, like every single Seattle uh, guy. So uh, I won't have any exposure in that game whatsoever. I just really want to play a running back from this offense against Arizona because it is just on a team that loves to give their running back 20 to 25. Oh my God. Carries You're it. right. And Penny does get though. Even if he gets like 50, 50% of the snaps, you got to like that a little bit at his price. Yep. Um, I mean, it's, guess, it's so speculative, though. It's like we don't right. really you so don't have know. to play you news, don't know. but you never know. They're all they're bullshitters, too. But I mean, they're hopefully they come out with an inactive and he's just inactive. Yeah. You know? What do you guys think about uh, Jeffrey Wilson uh, playing uh, the Rams this week? The 49ers are uh, 4,400. This is a spot where they should be coming from behind. And we've seen him catch a lot of balls uh, coming from behind. Obviously, the Rams, terrible defense. Uh, I, I really like uh, – And they, they don't have anybody. It's going to be him, Kittle, um, who's going for records. Yep. No and, good win this week. So. And and uh, they're going to – and then Bourne, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love Kittle. I like Wilson, too. Um, like you guys said, they're, that's all I got. So, I'm, I'm going to be – I'm going to have a lot of them. How mind. bad is this Rams D? I mean, this Rams D is. I, I think. I think. The, I think the Forty ers will still be able to put up uh, as many points as they want in this game. Uh, potential shootout. One of my more favorite games of the week to stack. Huh. Huh. How about that? <laughs> I like how on DK they priced up guys like Rod. Oh, I want to play Sony Michelle at fifty two hundred. I think they're Yeah, that was a great play last week. Yeah, and I want to I want to play him this week. 
I think they're just going to feed him, feed him against the Jets. And uh, he, you know, if he, if he makes his way into the end zone, then uh, you've got plenty of upside potential. I think him and McGuire are both guys you can go to. Yeah, McGuire ended up being a pretty good play last last week. I was all over him uh, in spots, but uh, Jamal Williams almost at the same price tag did, did just as much. So, all right. So Todd Gurley, he may not play. He may play. Who who, who really knows? If he doesn't play, do we like C.J. Anderson? Because I do. I mean, you gotta like what how they utilized him last week, right? I mean, he was involved. Uh, <laughs> like all four quarters uh, involved in the pass game. So he had three. That targets. offense ran right through him. Let's be yeah. honest. Like they just ran that offense right through him. It really makes you think like how much does Todd Gurley even really matter? You know? In uh, that offense? I, yeah. I mean. Yeah. We're not going down that running backs matter. <laughs> Defenses don't matter. All that. I, you know, I can't. He looked, he looked great though. He, he did. Uh, yeah, who knows? Um, all right, so uh, tight end position. Nope. Oh, wow, we're just going right nope. from running back. I always do this. <laughs> I did this last week, too, I think. <laughs> I, try, I try to skip one to see if we can end this. Sneak one by. I'll throw out one more running back before we do that. Uh, just old man Adrian Peterson uh, at home. Uh, <laughs> Versus Philly at forty five hundred. <laughs> hey, he's they are working it. Got twenty six carries, two targets. Uh, Philly is so terrible. And Washington right. throw the ball. If 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 you're throwing out an old running back, I'm throwing out an old running back. Darren Sproles. I'll I'll I'd rather take uh, Adams. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm more on Josh Adams myself too. I think I think a lot of people will uh, pivot to Sproles for what he did last week. I said an old running back. You said AP, so I wanted an old running back. Josh Adams is like who's old? Right. We're on a wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. I think AP. I'm not uh, sure. I think Antonio so. Brown uh, certainly did not look washed. No, he didn't last week, and yeah, uh, in a meaningful game. Um, against uh, the Cincinnati Swiss cheese defense. Uh, Julian Edelman. Um, my boy, Robbie Anderson, who I just played everywhere and didn't care, and I played Sam Darnold everywhere like I said I would. Um, and I feel like I ran even bad with Sam Darnold. Um, well, yeah, because you had quarterbacks getting 40 points at four. Yeah, with four but, like, he, he should have been the nuts. Um, it only brings up when he runs bad. He never talks about Nick, the times when he dude, runs Dude, Nick falls into Sean Watson with the nuts. That, yeah, that was the they nuts. shouldn't have been, though. It should have been Sam Darnold. He should have been the nuts. Uh, he still wow. was fine. He still was very fine. Um, they should not have run the ball and for the in, to uh, Elijah McGuire for a couple touchdowns. And uh, these other guys should not have scored more points than him. And that's how. Um <laughs> But uh, Juju Smith is uh, probably going to – it's going to be, you know, Antonio and Juju. People are just going to line up to this Steelers team who have everything to play for, I think. Like, are you – what do you guys – how do you guys, like, feel like attacking us? Because we like James Conner if he steps into that role. Like, do we want the passing game too? Go with the JSU. Yeah, I mean, I know I I probably will end up taking one of these two guys. It'll be probably the guy that I think is going to be the lower owned of the two. Right now, I don't really have a a good feel on that. Like last week, I told everyone like Antonio Brown was by far the better tournament play, just because like ownership, no one's going to go there. Juju is just beloved in fantasy now. It's it's unbelievable. God, but um. I, I just I, I think people are gonna start hopping on the Brown train. So Juju might be a little less owned than Brown this week. So we'll see what I do. But I definitely like Connor the most. I, I probably will have more Connor than both of them. Yeah, I'm 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 still on team Juju uh right now. So I think I think with Antonio's uh big week last week, uh getting a couple touchdowns and whatnot, um I think there will be enough ownership there where 
you can get Juju at more of a depressed uh, price tag. But I think my top overall wide receiver, and it's narrative driven. I know, Chris, you brought it up before, uh, but it's Devontae Adams. Um, he needs two catches to pass Jalen Sharp uh, for a Packers record and then 134 yards to pass like the all-time uh, Green Bay receiving record. So uh, he'll get Darius Slay in coverage, but uh, that didn't really matter in week five. He put up nine for 140 in a touchdown uh, in Slay's coverage. So uh, that's a spot where I'm going to want heavy exposure for sure. You know who sucks? Ricky Rubio. <laughs> oh for one from the field right now. <laughs> And hey, uh, another Matthew. thing too, like I know you said you ran bad last week, but Alexander <laughs> uh, got hurt, which led Robbie Anderson to run all over the field uh, in the second Dude, half. Robbie and Robbie Anderson was smashing. He, he was lucky that he 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 had like he was like on his way to breaking the slate in the first half. Agreed. And the best part about it is Detroit has a similar guy in Robbie Anderson, and his name is Kenny Galladay. And yeah, I, I like Galladay. I'll, I'll, play, I'll fire up some Galladay. Yeah, I think, I think I'm more than like Galladay. I love Galladay in this spot where the Packers now have not – I mean, pretty bad corners from here on out. So, uh, yeah, give me heavy exposure to Galladay. And then uh, the wide receivers in Green Bay looks to be very focused. Um, you got uh, – Oh, my God, Rubio. Cobb and Equinemis, whatever, St. Brown, both are looking to be out due to concussions. So you're going to have Devante, MVS in the slot, and then Kumaro outside. Uh, those three wide receivers, I think, are all in play uh, here. Yeah, uh, I agree. I agree. I agree that they're definitely in play, especially if uh, St. Brown is out. Um, who else did you say was going to be out? Uh, Cobb. Cobb's already been ruled out. Uh, oh, he was ruled out. Yeah. I didn't and then see that Brown looks to be uh, for sure going to be ruled out here. He still hasn't passed his concussion stuff. Uh, didn't practice today on Thursday. Yeah, did you guys watch that game, that Green Bay game? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I watched uh, the whole thing. So my boy. One, one thing that I noticed watching was the, the offense. I, I know they got out and they were kind of – you know, flat to start. But once they started throwing the ball and just, like, letting Aaron Rodgers just go with it, it looked like they were, for whatever reason, their offense just looked, I don't know, more exciting, different guys were getting, like, open. Aaron Rodgers had, like, not just time to throw, but he had, like, open spaces to throw the ball to guys where he wasn't just fitting it through windows. Like, guys were running routes and, and plays that, like, I feel like they weren't running when McCarthy was there. Yeah, so it was in the Jets' defense, too, and Rodgers is probably finally damn near 100% healthy, it looks like. I mean, I, I think it's more the cr plays are more creative now. They're not running the same X, Y, Z plays. They're not I, – I, I remember I was reading something from a beat reporter who was saying how one thing that was, frust was frustrating towards the players, especially like Rodgers and stuff, was they ran the same vanilla, you know, play routes, tree routes – <laughs> for the last like 10 years since McCarthy's and they've, they've never changed it up and it's just so bland and Manella and that was one thing he was like going to be excited about changing and stuff so I, I feel like it, these receivers are in a lot better spots now yeah it's been su super frustrating as a fan to watch uh, the play con uh, under McCarthy so yeah now it's annoying to see, like, all the old coaches that they're interviewing. So uh, we just need – I hope we get some fresh blood, some younger younger guy uh, that's very offensive-centric. Um, but, yeah. So Tyreek Hill, we talked about him? Uh, I threw him out there uh, just saying, like, how I liked him in GPPs. I mean, he showed a uh, bad floor, but, yeah. Uh, what do you say about Tyreek? Yeah, no, lock and load. Tyreek Hill, everybody, just – Play him. Play Tyreek Hill. Play Travis Kelsey. These are all good plays. Um, but I love Tyreek Hill. He's, yeah. he's like my favorite high-priced guy by far. <laughs> you know who's going to be chalky is, oh. is the Rams wide receivers. I, is Cooks going to be the, the higher owner or is Woods? Because Woods I, had the big game last, last week. They're both under 7K, and without a healthy girly, 
I, I think I think Woods will be just because of recency bias. Um, I like Cooks. Yeah, Cooks has, I mean, legit huge upside here, and they both get yeah. uh, pretty good matchups. So um, I want I'm gonna want, want uh, quite a bit of exposure. And like I said, this is one of my favorite game stacks. So uh, bringing it back with San Francisco guys, they're pretty easy to yep. do. Yeah, I like Cooks Galladay in that price range. Um, let's see as we get lower here. What do we do with the uh, Tampa Bay offense? Uh, Chris Chris mentioned that it looks like Winston might not play the full game. Does that does that like uh, kill your love so for Fitzpatrick coming in? Is that what he's saying? Like, uh, no, it's not Fitzpatrick. It's the it's Ryan Griffin. Yeah, Ryan Griffin. Uh, Peter Griffin. I, <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't really have much love for the Tampa Bay offense as it is this week, so I'm probably oh, Godwin, not baby. Much. I cannot tell you. Godwin. <laughs> I love Godwin, but Ricky Rubio, this is the most frustrating game. I, I've never been more tilted watching a player. This Chris guy, was on mute throwing things for the last like, This guy sucks. He legit sucks. <laughs> And that man bun is just like yeah, and it just makes it tilt more tilting. <laughs> Cut your hair. It was like playing elf with his hair for the, when he would suck. Like that was just you just the first thing you went to. Uh, All right, uh, tight end. Yeah, yeah, I'm good to go with tight end. Um, Kelsey obviously chalk. Ertz gonna be chalky. Um, it's a pay up week, right? I mean, idiots will play Gronk. Um, Jared Cook. I think I think Kelsey Kittle and Ingram all make sense to me. Uh, paying up, I don't, yeah. I don't know if I don't know if I want to go anywhere else uh, outside of going really dirt cheap. Um, I don't know. I like mean, even you can go Ertz. Yeah, yeah. Ertz, Ertz is definitely Ertz is definitely in play. I, I think he will be the lowest owned out of those four. That's what I would think too. I like I like Kittle. Ertz is a GPP pivot. Kelsey obviously is a monster. Yeah. So. Who would you mix in uh, around the cheap end? Is there like anybody? Um, Dallas Goddard's been a thing for Philly, um, especially when they get closer into the red yeah, zone. Yeah, I just hate doing that with the two tight ends. Like, yeah. No. I, I hate taking that, but I, I get it. Um, maybe David Njoku. I would be the guy. I don't really, I don't really like going down at tight end, to be honest. Yeah, I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. Um, what about I, Chris Herndon, who has been? I love. I always like him. The Pats are bad. At, um, yeah. Yeah, he's a beast. He's good, Herndon. That's probably where I'd go if I'm going cheap. Um, Gerald Everett for the Rams has been like he's been getting targets. He's gotten uh, twenty targets the last three weeks caught 14 balls i'm okay well, one with thing four. one thing they did last week was i don't know if you guys watched but they went to a two tight end set for a lot of the game especially in like first down a little bit in second down too so they weren't running their traditional uh three wide receiver sets through the whole like 99 percent of this of the offensive snaps so that's a big thing for like reynolds because he's obviously the odd receiver out um and it helps Gerald Everett because then he doesn't have to stay and block every single time, you know, or half the time he stays in the block. Now he's going out for passes on like play action and stuff like that off of the run. So do you think that was just the scheme versus Arizona? Because that's the first time that they've ever shown that. I feel like that was the scheme with CJ Anderson as the running back. I feel like they wanted another big tight end in there for CJ Anderson. Hmm. So yeah, I, I think I think it's more of a if CJ Anderson's in, I think you could see two tight ends, two wide receiver sets for you know fifty percent of the game, um, especially on first down, maybe a little second down too. Um, so just you know, kind of be careful of that. I, I, I that was the first time I saw it all year though. Can anyone that's else? That's the first time it ever happened. Yeah, that's the first time I saw it all year, and I was watching the game, scratching my head, going, "I haven't seen this all year." And then all of a sudden, it's uh, two tight end sets are a thing. So I don't know if that's something that he was trying to throw in towards the end of the season just to kind of see how it would work. 
you know, I, I like you. You never really know, obviously, but I I think it's more of a CJ Anderson thing. Where yeah, there's so many different moving parts, right? You have a new running back there, right? Um, Arizona, I you know I don't know truly if it would be a Arizona thing. I know Arizona used to be bad at covering tight ends, but they've been pretty solid this year. So yeah, no, I I don't think it was that though. I think it was more just they wanted to to pound the ball and then go tight at to, uh, play action. So. All right, should we uh, should we do our like uh, our favorite place? Yeah, we'll wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Uh, it's uh, give us yeah, give give a couple stacks. Um. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My my favorite is going to be. I think it'll be chalky though. It will be like a a Rams stack, uh, and then bringing it back with uh, San Francisco, San Francisco. Uh, Jeffrey Wilson, um, gonna want to have heavy exposure to him, and then both, both wide receivers and uh, the Rams. Uh, so Cooks and Woods, uh, probably more exposure to Cooks. I uh, just gonna probably leverage the higher ownership of Robert Woods there. Yeah, uh, I like for my for well for one of my stacks. Obviously, my favorite stack is Pat Mahomes. Mahomes. Hill, Kelsey, bringing it back with Jordy Nelson. Um, we didn't really get to talk about him, but he saw 10 targets last week. I think it was eight or nine the week before. This guy's at 4,900. Um, hey, well, how about my Fitzy call last week? He ended yeah. up throwing a touchdown instead of catching yeah, one. Yeah, that was funny. This is it for him, right? Last, last. Yeah, uh, but it's in Seattle, so I don't think. Yeah, I still think they try and pepper him with targets. I, I kind of agree. I still think, I, I, you know, not the greatest matchup. Um, Seattle likes to run the ball a lot. So, you know, and Arizona's offense isn't great anyways. But I do still think they try their best to get him involved. It's just not a, it's not a good, good matchup for him. Yeah, and Seattle might, might have their backup defenders in at that point in time. So, never know. So, that could come off. One guy we didn't uh, – we kind of glossed over. I, I forgot to talk about, but um, – if you think this game is going to stay close and they're going to play their starters, Keenan Allen, I think, is in a really good spot this week. Um, no Chris Harris. He's out for the season, obviously. So they really have nobody in the slot to cover him. Um, and I just think he'll be able to do whatever he wants. So if you think that they keep their starters in, which as of right now, we kind of have no idea how they're going to play it. I, I assume they're going to play this game and try and win. Um, oh, they'll, they'll try to win for sure, especially in the first half. But let's just say the Chiefs are just crushing Oakland. I mean, it'd be tough. Right. For them to but last, but but you know, who knows how that how that game's going to go? You don't really know. Right. I mean, Oakland. No one thought Oakland was going to be in that game uh, against the Chiefs when they went to Oakland, and really, Oakland should have won that game. If people actually watched that that game, the Chiefs were so lucky at the end to win that game. They should have lost. Mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes was so lucky. He did a 30-yard a scramble to get out of, like, three different sacks and then threw, the, threw this crazy the pass Reek, up to right? Tra- Travis Kelsey, who oh, caught it for a first down, and then they ended up scoring on that drive. If he got sacked 15 yards behind, they would have been, you know, punting, I think, or kicking a field goal at the end. Was that versus that was versus the Ravens, right? Where yeah, that was what? versus the Ravens, where uh, Mahomes was running around and then kind of threw across his body to Tyreek and Tyreek. Oh yeah, no, that, that was wasn't the play I was talking about. That was amazing, but yeah, yeah that was what I was talking about. All right, Chris, you got a play for us, bud? Are you still tilting over NBA there? All right, uh, I want to say thank you for 